0: a podcast of one season, Wonders and blunders.
1: My name's Andrew. And my name's Emily. And we are discussing
0: 1990s syndicated gem. Gem. This This time, this time, Dracula the series. We're on episode seven. Seven. What a pleasant surprise. Not that we're on episode seven, but also that it's called What a Pleasant Surprise, Though we are now a third dump.
1: Yes, this is officially one-third done. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Do you have three things? Uh, I'll go after you because, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I actually don't have as many as usual. Um, Okay, so what we will go with is... (laughs) Ask for Max. He's a really cool guy. (laughs) Uh, Um... Morton and Hayes will be my second point. And my third point will be, you know what Milan is like.
1: (laughs) Okay, I am going to go with overacting. There are a few instances of that that are fucking phenomenal. I'm going to go with European sports. And I'm going to go with helping vampires yet again.
0: It is sort of these show's... uh, regular conclusion at this point uh okay so uh, the, the opening is the opening is gustav and max at a cinema cafe watching a silent vampire movie that gustav loves and max thinks is corny
1: can you imagine taking max
0: to see a silent movie
1: no but i can imagine i want to watch that movie I want to see well, the the whole movie,
0: especially since apparently four years later they ripped it off and made Dracula, even though they'd already made this silent movie that's exactly the same, <laughs> um, including I, the makeup.
1: But I honestly like just the little tiny bit that we saw. It was corny in all the right ways. It looks like well, it looks like a movie in the, a silent movie in the nineties making fun of vampire movies, Dracula. It was also, so good. It was so It also
0: raises this weird thing that Gustav is a vampire movie fan. Yeah. And I can't remember, his grandfather, the vampire hunter, would have only died 15 years before, I think if I'm remembering the gravestone right, um, before the movie came out, because he lived till like 1912
1: or something. I don't remember. Yeah. So the
0: dad... So. Little Gustav would have seen this in the theater knowing that his family were real life vampire hunters. It's this weird, th- it's like kind of weird. It's not, it doesn't matter, but it's just this weird. Uh,
1: just It's like a weird disconnect from the show Bible, from the story that we know of this show. Of these fearless of these,
0: vampire hunters and who were actually just, you mm-hmm. know vampire stands. Like yeah. it's weird. like they're Twilight fanboys or something. Um okay. So, what, if for some reason I have manhandling Max on here. I think that was so
1: you the so there were a couple things uh to go into my overacting. Obviously the silent movie that we see seven seconds of is a lot of overacting and it's great. And then Gustav is having this conversation with Max, like, no, this is a great movie. And this guy, whose name I've already forgotten, I, the actor I know, but the Jerry, silent film actor.
0: Jonas Carey or Jonas Carey or something. or
1: something, yeah. he's He's demonstrating the acting chops of the actor by manhandling Max and like dipping him down as if he's a woman- the woman in the movie and like going in fangs into the neck, but then he hurts his back because old people are funny.
0: And
1: so there Max were two. Is in- like,
0: are you serious? And and Gustav says, no, I like having sudden stabbing back pain more often. And Max is like, oh, I guess you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, we just kill this kid,
1: um, but but the best part was on the way out. So he's it, it's funny because he he oscillates between like snotty preteen and like little kid. He's like, you think, oh, some ice cream would help your aching back yeah. on the way out, and it's like it's the juxtaposition is so weird, but you know kids are weird.
0: And as they walk out, they pass a man looking at the movie poster, and it's Lucard in a fedora. Um, and cut. Like, what? what is this episode going to be about? We have no idea.
1: No idea.
0: So, after the opening titles, it's time for breakfast back at home with Sophie and Chris. I get the feeling they're on the outs this episode. Yeah. I get the feeling she's just like, oh, I thought having sex with an American stud boy was going to be fun, but you're a lot of... You kind of suck, Chris. You just
1: you you criticize me constantly and everything I do, what I eat, what I you know want to do. You criticize. Oh, they're the... just they're just a married couple. And... <laughs> you criticize this world that we live in. You hate European sports. What an asshole! I hate that okay. guy.
0: So she's having muesli, yeah, for breakfast. Um, and then he complains that he doesn't like muesli. He doesn't like European sports. It's lawn bowling and ladies tennis.
1: I mean, rugby exists. Rugby uh, exists in Luxembourg. Rugby is way cooler than any American sport.
0: Exists in Luxembourg. Oh, does
1: what? Does? Footy. Oh, yeah. These are like popular sports, more popular than women's tennis, which is still popular. There's nothing fucking wrong with women's tennis, but like these are like hella popular things. Okay. Whatever. So- Me and <laughs> boys, your age, and go do something. Like, go jerk off thinking about Sophie eating muesli, like shitting muesli on your chest. Fucking dork. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you got to leave that in. Okay. I will. <laughs> <Come> Good. <on. laughs> so Gustav comes in. His back still hurts. He's- Sophie's like, Do you want some muesli? And he's like, That's bird seed. And Chris is like, See? The old fucking white man thinks I'm right. It's like, gee, what a shocker!
1: Patriarchy in yeah, in the York. patriarchy. <laughs> we're watching it work, folks. Ugh, I, feel like,
0: I, but, I feel like I feel like Mia Kirshner's got a few books to write on
1: the patriarchy. If, but if she, but if she were to be eating like bacon and sausage and da 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 da, they'd be like, oh, you better watch your weight, young lady. What a fucking. We actually person.
0: haven't had that comment yet, so we've got that. We've got. 15 more, or 14, nope, I can't count. 14 more episodes for them to to get on her about her (laughs) weight. Okay, well, let's not forget, they're still not as shitty as the guys in free spirit. That's true, that's true. Can you have a sleepover with your female friends? Chris, or Chris and Max want to, you know, steal their underwear. It's totally normal.
1: Yeah, they're going to have a panty raid. They really want a panty raid. Just let them have a panty raid. They can't wait for college.
0: That's how Gustav hurts his back.
1: Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but
0: then uh, who's reading the newspaper? Somebody reads the newspaper.
1: Sophie's reading the newspaper. Chris asks for the sports page. And Gustav asks if is going on. And Sophie reveals that. Lucard Lucard. industry is buying the movie theater that they were just at the night before. And um, uh, Gustav is very curious about that. He's going to go see his pals down at City Hall. I'm just like, you don't
0: have any pals, Gustav. I know how this is going to go. You're really annoying and weird.
1: and, Um, And asks Sophie and Chris and Max to dig through his files to see if they can find anything about the movie theater.
0: Because all of a sudden they're they're the Scooby Gang or whatever they were called on Buffy. Uh, Speaking of sexual predators, okay. Moving. Speaking of sexual predators and Republicans, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Moving (laughs) on to uh, theater
1: zoning. So we cut we cut to Lucard, right? And he's talking on the phone with the mayor. Yes. So something like that.
0: On the phone. But Max goes out because he figures out how they're going to take care of this. He has a eureka moment and heads out, leaving Chris and Sophie to look through the files and not giving off their usual, we're going upstairs to explore vibes. Yeah. Um, Chris is how me a Kirchner decided. She wasn't straight. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So Lucard's talking to the mayor and he's like, oh, I, my old friend Gustav Van Helsing is kicking up with us, but it's already been taken care of by Mr. Mayor. And then when Lucard hangs up, he goes, democracy, it's the worst system except all the rest. And I'm like, further qualifying that or further proving that everybody says that's a douchebag like right yes. there
1: yeah uh-uh. all right so, and then do you want to talk
0: about women's tennis
1: um is this when we cut back to chris and the uh... this is when
0: we cut back so sophie's in the background practicing the violin and Chris is now getting oh, yeah. into women's tennis.
1: How small is this house? It looks huge from the outside that Sophie has to be practicing her violin in the middle of the living room while Chris is watching TV. I'm not, I'm not bitching at her. I mean, I understand that for the purpose of the show, for all of them to be in the same room at the same time is advantageous, but it just doesn't seem realistic that somebody would be practicing their violin. And then well, it is realistic really? that Chris would like, come into the room and be like i'm watching tv i don't care what this bitch is doing turns on the tv while she's in the middle of violin but it doesn't make sense that she would stay or that she would interrupt him she would go somewhere else because she's a good girl yeah. but um, I, I mean my whole thing about european sports was just like there are sports for you to enjoy young man like all the time there are sports i mean it was just what i said before it it's infuriating, but he starts getting into women's tennis, which I guess is good because um, he's he's making weird noises while he's watching it. Like,
0: mm. why? Like so he can say something racist about the Williams sisters. And that's why you have to oh vote oh for boy. Trump in the, the <laughs> sequel series. Um yeah, but he is making noises. He is like, whatever, whoever. He
1: name drops. He some... says Monica, but I don't know if that's an yeah.
0: actual person or. There was like a that. Monica female tennis player. One thing I don't understand, though, is there's also men's tennis. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. But yep. Gustav gets home and he is upset because they didn't take him seriously downtown even though he was the one who restored King Adelberg's grave. And I was like, this is the first time anybody's ever suggested that Gustav is actually useful.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay.
0: But um, they've decided that there's nothing in the files about the theater, so it must have some sort of private meaning to Lucard they can't figure out. So... Oh, it is Monica's winning straight sets. Monica, what was her name? I don't know. Um, so Gustav packs up to go search the theater in the daylight. He tells the kids to stay in the house. Um, Mon- and... Monica, Monica
1: Sellis. Monica, Monica Sellis. I remember that now.
0: They, okay. Um,
1: Sorry. I was... so
0: Chris got into figure skating a few years later and broke somebody's cool. leg uh he's a ninja um i remember when the show started Chris was like kind of okay he like sucks now yeah <laughs> this is i'm sorry folks we're actually gonna get to good stuff but we just need to get this we
1: first. need to get to slog okay. through this garbage first it, it, and right. it's all to set up the good stuff so
0: well half of it is to yeah. set up the good stuff the other half is the kids okay <laughs> so then we cut to Gustav falling down because of his back in the movie theater
1: okay i missed that i missed that um i was like did he get i was like did he get his legs bashed like why is he like pulling himself around by his arms on the ground it was really weird back. military army crawl you know it was very strange (laughs) okay bad back that makes sense bringing that back in okay
0: So now we cut back to the house to the kids watching tennis. So Sophie's given up the violin to watch tennis. Max comes in saying he's figured it out.
1: He's got a great idea. What did you
0: figure out? Yeah. You little fucking idiot. And he gives them the newspaper and he's put an ad in the newspaper. If you know anything about why Alexander Lucard bought the movie theater, please come see Max at this address. max is a really cool guy which is weird um and so and
1: sophie immediately gets pissed just just like and i'm like why is she getting so mad
0: because i thought we this is the first time we're mentioning this in the show we're seven episodes in she's like look you little shit it doesn't matter if we have a blessed cross on the wall if you invite a vampire into our house yeah mind you they invited. Did they invite that guy in earlier, the full the, vampire the
1: one who, yeah, his uh his student, his former student, yeah, yeah, but they didn't know he was a vampire?
0: I don't think that matters if you invite the in, but if they were wounded when they came in, they so many rules, so many rules, okay <laughs> so, yeah, Sophie then walks Max through the logic and chris is like oh you're an idiot aren't you and it's like
1: yep and then he face palms, like yeah it was it was kind of yeah. funny but he was uh not very good and then is, is there a knock at the door right away or do we cut back to gustav
0: we cut to gustav in the theater the sun is going down um Chris says, "So they're shit out of luck because they think Lucard's going to come and kill him. Right. And then they cut. We cut to Gustav, off, who's on crawling around, and all of a sudden there's a 1990 special effects sequence, and all of a sudden a vampire appears on the stage yeah. at the movie theater.
1: And but then is. we cut. Oh yeah.
0: We cut to mom arriving. That's where they say, "What a pleasant surprise." I have it written down.
1: Oh okay um so yeah the the doorbell rings and there's this very very long clearly padding scene where the kids are anticipating lucard being at the door so they grab all of their vampire hunting weapons that they can and approach the door very slowly open it up and it's mom and suddenly all the crosses and holy water and everything is behind their backs and they're pretending like everything's normal and mom kind of gives them a quizzical look but she She's doesn't ask any. Actress, she doesn't ask any questions, like why were you holding a giant gold cross up in front of me? And she doesn't seem to know that her uncle Helsing is a fucking vampire hunter. Like,
0: nope. I think I think mom is one of those one of those business executives who uh, has never read a book. All of <laughs> that, but they could be entirely replaced by an email client. So, oh yeah <laughs> like
1: the,
0: like those like when you watch something and it's just some dude sitting in an office without a desk and his secretary does all the work you're like why the fuck is he there then like
1: and why does he get paid so anything. much yeah
0: what yeah it's like oh it's just because he's a dude okay so then we cut to the theater and this is the vampire from the beginning I had totally forgotten that Kim Coates was in this. I didn't recognize I did too. him in the silent yeah. movie footage.
1: Yeah, he and looked like, da- like Holy he, shit. he just looked like Dave Vanyan. I was like, I know that's not Dave Vanyan, but he looks like Dave Vanyan. Um, but, and he's overacting again, bringing back the overacting and being very dramatic and da, 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 da. And Gustav is just kind of stunned. Like, what are you doing here? I thought you were dead. And?
0: he's you've been dead for sixty years, yeah, it's like, no, this is the nineties. I thought I'd overslept, and then um he maniacally laughs a bit and says, "Of course, I've been dead, um, but then we cut to the house where Mom is sitting around, and there's a lot of Canadian accents from Mom and Chris, and then we cut back to the theater where the vampire um the movie Vampire is explaining that he will be even more famous than he was before now because he's come back.
1: Because he played a vampire and now he is a vampire. How is cool a vampire. Is that?
0: This runs into a problem later on in a second, but still. Um, he's still overacting and then he goes to bite Gustav. Ugh.
1: Cut to...
0: Back back
1: at the house, yeah. They keep they. It's very short edits in this with the kids, which is fine. But it's it's like just distracting me from the stuff I want to (laughs) see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So where's Gustav? Well, he's at the movies. Walk walk. Um. Back at at the movies. I mean,
1: it was literally just a cut for that gag.
0: (laughs) Is mom whining that they don't want to talk to her yet, or is that later? Okay,
1: later. I think. Okay,
0: so then we cut to, back to the theater. Is he still going to bite Gustav?
1: So he he comes very, very close. And this was the part, so I loved the overacting part. But then he, like, pulls away from Gustav right as he's getting close to the neck. And Gustav kind of shows a little bit of relief. But then, Kim, then it's just Kim Coates. It's not this actor. It's some, this, this, old movie actor turned vampire it, he's like totally 90s and he's like i don't know what i'm doing i just like the thirst blah 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 it's just so much and i can't handle it and he's he completely changes and it was so funny <laughs> unintentionally i'm sure <laughs> but it was like you know that scene in um peewee's big adventure where uh they get like a regular actor to play peewee who is it it's like um in the movie it's like uh
0: yeah
1: i can't think of his name
0: i can't think of it
1: but it's kind of like no it's not like that it's something different from from that movie maybe where he's where it's actually peewee doing the cameo and he speaks into the microphone and he's got a completely different voice <laughs> that's kind yeah. of what it was the- like to me <laughs>
0: Well, there's also the problem he wouldn't know to have a Bela Lugosi voice. Yeah, or we don't actually know when he died. so yeah. maybe but, he, he he was pissed off at Lugosi. But um, but also but yeah, so, it,
1: it's it's like this really weird thing where he turns into a Gen X person, even though he supposedly died 60 years
0: ago. <laughs> well, he's been alive. He's just been
1: trapped. Oh, well, but, but does he have a TV? Is he watching? Why is he in Luxembourg? Why is he speaking? Yeah. Why that theater? Why that theater? It was very weird. There's a
0: lot of other questions. Okay, so but he can't bring himself to bite people. He he despises violence and the sight of blood. Yeah. And Gustav's like, that's pretty ironic, huh? But he's like, yeah, I get it, dude. I get the sight of He's like, the
1: irony is killing me. (laughs) 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 Very funny.
0: Okay, so then we cut back to the house, um, and Mom's like, you know how Milan is this time of year. Yeah, what was that? Well, I don't know, but they must have really thought they were onto something, because then there's a knock at the door. Then there's the kids freaking out, it's Lucard there to kill them. Instead, it's a couple little girls selling raffle tickets so they can win a trip to Milan.
1: It was really walk silly. Up, up. It was really silly.
0: Okay, so here's where the actual, like... Okay, this episode now gets to this weird point where Kim Coates is basically giving an Emmy bait performance in Dracula the series. It makes no sense. Like, they cut back. He's talking about how he got screwed out of... The studio screwed him out of sound. Um, They said he didn't have a voice. And we get this. This is the Morton and Hayes thing. So he's kind of Lon Chaney Sr. Because they talk about his makeup. They talk about him being the master of horror and things like that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he is not dressed like Lon Chaney's vampire. He's dressed like Bela Lugosi Um, at best. uh, Sort of a... He's he's a generic vampire uh, again. Costume, but he looks again, mar- it
1: looks like a Halloween USA vampire. But at least costume. He, he
0: he took the word to slick back his hair. Yeah. So, <laughs> versus Jaren Winday Dav- versus uh, what's Jaren Winday's his name on the show? Uh, his fucking brother. Uh, the uh, son.
1: The son. Niles. Uh, uh, Niles. Uh, Niles. Uh, Klaus.
0: Morton. Klaus. Klaus. Um, Klaus. Helsing the Vampire. Okay. So, yeah. So he's giving this like sad talk. The, The silent, it's the silent movie actor trope of like, I didn't make the transition. And then I was like really sad. And then one night I met a real vampire who promised me I'd become the, I'd be able to do all this great stuff. You know, I'd be able to do transformations and better makeup than anybody else, et cetera, et cetera. And then Gustav's like, but he didn't tell you the most important thing. He's like that vampires can't be photographed, and I was like, "Wow, that sucks." Also, yeah, is that canon I that don't they know. can't be photographed? Mirrors, I don't know. It would be a technology thing, right? Like if you use mirrors, you can't cast a reflection, so
1: you couldn't so would, photograph di- them. So, but digital photography would not have the mirrors. Yes. So he right. just has to wait it out a couple of years.
0: Exactly. There's actually a book series. All right, everybody, I'm putting on my tween age nerd hat here. I'm not sure that I ever take it off. Um, <laughs> there's a book series by a guy named Fred Saberhagen, the further adventures of Dracula. I'm sure it has a better title than that, but it was written in the seventies and early eighties. And I think the last one was in the early nineties, but Dracula solved this problem in modernity by having a closed-circuit video camera and a monitor in the bathroom so he could see him his reflection. And there's a thing about how some human narrator was watching this other vampire see himself for the first time in 600 years and being really upset. But yes, so then we have to cut back to the house for one of the kids to say, let's talk mom and mom to raise one of her eyebrows. Cause the actress could do that.
1: <laughs> and then cut back uh, to the
0: theater. Then cut back to, okay. We're actually getting to Lucard showing up yes. here. Yeah. Okay. We cut back to the theater where Kim Coates explains that he swore revenge on the vampire who turned him and the vampire cursed this place and sealed him below for 60 years. But over that time, his power has grown, making him powerful enough to destroy this vampire. That's another thing is everybody. It seems like every other vampire who Lucard hasn't turned 20 seconds before can kick his ass. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of weird. So then, then, Gustav's like that's why Lucard bought this theater. Oh, this was funny actually. This should have been. And Kim Coates is like, yes, it was he. And so upstairs we hear Lucard go, "Oh, Gustav Helsing, you continue to impress me ever so slightly with your like." powers of observing the obvious and I'm like so I, mean,
1: I had yeah. when I watched it that's the only thing the when I watched it the first time that's the only thing I had written down except I wrote down Andrew your powers of deduction never cease to impress me slightly <laughs> ever so slightly yeah <laughs> it was really good and then he's like and you 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 old ham
0: spare me your melodramatic proclamation and then Let's what just does have he have done with?
1: But what does he immediately do? He like raises his arms up dr- melodramatically and then turns into a bat and then flies on in, the stage. With a new bat effect. Yeah, did with you you a, new bat it was yep, a new bat
0: effect. It did sparkles and then uh-huh. a single bat. I was so excited that yeah. we were done with the other bat effect. Him <laughs> in that, I'm afraid. Okay. So then they go and they have a big fight um, and Gustav is still hurt. He crawls over to get the craw to, to his bag. He gets a stake and throws it to Kim Coates. Um Kim Coates
1: again helping scares- the vampire. Helping the vampire,
0: which is the third episode they've done this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the f- last episode was the Klaus episode, right? Yeah. And Lucard said, this is our one night truce. And then the one with Max, he was like, I'm letting you off this one night, Max. So there's a lot of letting people off one night with vampires. Um, so then Dracula has to escape because Kim Coates has a stake now and Dracula can't fight him because Dracula is not very powerful, it turns out. Um, Email him at lucard at smalldickenergy.com. <laughs> so he ch- changes into a bat, um, but he changes into the multiple bats and flies out the door. Yeah. And then, um, okay, one thing we didn't talk about, and I is that at the beginning, while Kim Coates is still doing his Bell Lugosi impression, Gustav mentions that he's beloved at least by Gustav, but, you know, he's seen Vampire's Tomb 27 times, and so Kim Coates knows that his movie's lived on. Yeah, It's not the Van Gogh scene, but it's all right, Ugh. like, for character development. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I know.
1: Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh. The only thing about that the Matt Smith, Smith episode series. Too. I know. Oh, it's the only thing I love. Just it's like, seen. oh, just, oh, just God, that one I scene. Really cry. I mean, how oh, much better God. could it get Bill Nye's in it? uh oh. the, the guy who played whatever whatever different different podcast, anyway,
0: different different podcasts. different podcast <laughs> that we're not doing because no <laughs> no okay so, unless disney plus doctor who gets canceled after a season then we can do it which is not a zero possibility um so then uh kim coates kills himself he's like he you stakes know what? himself
1: yeah he
0: stakes himself he's like i would much rather be immortal on screen than to be this
1: monster monster yeah yeah and it's
0: like give me my fucking emmy and it's like nope kills himself gustav screams out no cut to commercial also the no he what was gustav's plan i don't know right i don't know what gustav's
1: plan was Yeah. yeah but there's a really cool effect where uh kim Coates like fades away but it turned into like like 35 millimeter film fades away. It was really cool. I thought that was kind of neat for this show. Somebody
0: who watched this liked old movies.
1: Speaking of, I would watch this TV show if it were Kim Coates as a vampire, not maybe hate, despising violence and blood sucking, but doing like Purple Rose of Cairo style coming out of the movie screen and killing people in the movie theaters. Next, next. <laughs> I would watch that.
0: i watch that with a lot of people, actually, but, yes.
1: Um, we'll talk about, we'll, I'll do a little post-Cream Coates,
0: since you don't know who he is uh, outside of this. The
1: only but thing I've seen him in comeback, is, the only thing I've seen him in is uh, Battlefield Earth.
0: Which is on par for everything else I've ever seen him uh, I, We'll talk about it in a second. But yeah, so, and any Award-winning performance by Kim Coates cut to Gustav laying on the couch moaning or whatever. And then we established that mom left without even saying hi to Gustav, which I'm like, well, of course not. You weren't going to pay that actress for two two shoots. Um, But also that's the same thing she did last time or something. And it's just weird how she disappears. Like they never do that. And they're like, no, she had to go do some work. But why – Didn't Lucard come kill us last night since Max invited him in because Max is a fucking idiot? And Gustav's like, "Uh, Lucard must have something much worse in mind for us. Cut two. Lucard in his office talking to someone. It's mom. She's like, I always heard you were such a hard bargainer, Lucard, but you made it very easy for me. And he's like, it's a deal I want to do. End of episode.
1: Uh, there's a, a, a they do this thing where Lucard she's sitting down and Lucard walks around behind her so she's kind of craning her neck in a way that's suggestive of her her being willing to fuck down to fuck or down to get bitten by a vampire. It was. Uh,
0: I mean, she was down to fuck the first in the pilot. That's so true. I mean, that's this true. this is, next episode is just like mom and Lucard dating and Lucard making hard eye contact every time, like. Ugh. Okay. Do vampires so fuck? It depends on your continuity. Mm. Usually not traditionally because they're dead, so they can't flow blood. But there's we don't need to talk about this. Go watch Twilight. <laughs> explain it for you. <laughs> I think they fucking Twilight. I think I think I think the I, joystick works in Twilight.
1: I'm I'm not gonna watch that. I'm. It's my weekend. I would like to have a pleasant one. I'm not. You can watch
0: all seven of them.
1: Okay, so
0: Kim Coates. This was 1990. This is the same year as, or the year before, Last Boy Scout. So he basically just played villain number three or villain number two in a bunch of disposable action movies. He's only memorable because his he's got a slightly distinctive. Not even in this one, but his eyes are very distinctive when yeah. he's not um, in black or in white face paint and slick black hair. So he's like distinct for that. And then not even in that era, but like post IMDb era, he's notable for being a man named Cam. Yeah. But that's it. Like I had no idea. Like he's really good at this. Like, yeah,
1: he was so really good. good. <laughs> I, he made like, the episode enjoyable.
0: Right. And I'm like, did they? Did he want a trip to Luxembourg? Or, second thought, since all of his scenes are in the same place and we're all shot at the same time, did Gustav go back to Toronto for them to shoot this so they didn't have to fly Kim Coates over? I hope he got a nice vacation. I hope he did. But this actually has me like i kind of want to see but i mean he does stuff now like where he's the killer zombie cop type shit like he's completely a genre actor but this is a lot of range that i just and in dracula the series how they got this it really suggests if you had better actors in this it might not be such a piece of shit it might not be so good
1: he was yeah. really good. Uh, I was yeah. impressed by him. I loved the characterization. I loved the old movie aspect. Like this was a pretty good episode if they would have gotten rid of the kids. And I all mean, the, we've been all of the that shit with the kids. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah.
0: The sooner Dracula eats those kids, the better the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other thing is is it al it's more accurate as a stylized old movie piece than Morton and Hayes. Yeah. Like, not a lot more, but a little bit. Like Morton and Hayes, some of those episodes, you're like, did you guys like old movies? But this one is like, yeah, there was somebody who really liked old movies for this. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, apparently we're gonna have an ongoing story arc about Lucard and the mom having a business deal, which yeah. is cool. I don't. Have... I also thought it was interesting. She's comes back. She's in episode one and episode seven.
1: And that's if it. you started oh, no, she... watching okay. this
0: so far. She comes back. But yeah, I mean, at this does. point, she's only been in these two. So if you hadn't been watching this, you would have no. I mean, you don't really need much context for, her, but you would have no context for when she shows up at the door. So,
1: yeah. so the next episode, again, I think is featuring Mother. Um, it's called Damsel in Distress. And you will be glad to hear that this is the first episode not directed by Alan Eastman. No, there was another one. No, but this is the first one. No, there was another one that he didn't do. Oh, yeah. Double Darkness. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's okay. So that'll be nice. That'll A nice little break that'll from Alan nice. Eastman. Even though this one wasn't a bad episode. Again, they could because no, kill the kids.
0: They just filmed it in Canada, and it was fine. Alan Eastman shoots better in Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, this was, yeah. It was, it's a weird, like, gem of a performance and it otherwise. Uh, pile of shit. <laughs> glorious pile of shit, though. <laughs> uh, it's like a sensitive performance. Just like, what is this? I like, know,
1: whoa. it's really good. <laughs> I was shocked. Anyway, we could go yeah. on and on um
0: um but this yeah. would actually be the first one i'd be like yeah you know like you know kim coates is you should watch this episode like you'd be you'd be really thrilled yeah uh presumably on youtube or somewhere or i don't know where you watch Dragonlance series anymore but anyway um yeah and there wasn't a lot of the card in it um which is what it is <laughs> yeah
1: Well, great. On that note, uh, Andrew's yawning, so... (laughs) He's exhausted himself talking about how great Kim Coates is, which I completely agree. Um, Next week's episode, uh, episode 8, Damsel in Distress. Thank you all for listening. See you then. Bye! Bye!